You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, the word despise literally means to look down on. Is when you detest or intensely dislike something or somebody. Uh, street term, you can't stand such and such. Just between me and you, 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 is it, is it anybody you've been to the point where you just, I can't. I mean, I know you saved now. I, I mean, just, was there ever a time in your life it was just somebody you just, I can't. You didn't even like being in that person's presence. And, and, and then sometimes you, you say words even, even to folks that you, that you told 20 minutes before you love them that I can't stand you. Oh, but 20 minutes ago you were, you were on cloud nine and I was your apple or the apple of your eye. Say your neighbor, people change. One minute the person can be happy, next minute the person can be mad. And, and this, this is amazing. The person can be happy and mad about the same thing. You can be happy that God did this, but then you can turn around and, and be mad about the same thing. I was happy about it, but seemed like it ain't. Do you know it's easy to look down on something or somebody? It's easy to find something about somebody that you can detest. Yeah. If you look close enough, you can find something you don't like about somebody or something, including yourself. Now, if you're just looking at that mirror for a glance and say, oh, man, I look good. But if you stay in that mirror five minutes, you're going to change something. Something going to change. But if you just go down, look real quick, and just take a quick glimpse, say, oh, yeah, I, I, I got to go. But if you just decide I'm just going to look, I'm going to pull out the big mirror so I can see from my crown to the sole of my feet, and, and then you, you'll say, oh, Lord. These shoes ain't doing what I thought. So let me go ahead and pull out some more shoes and see. 
Say your neighbor, it's easy to look down on something or somebody. But the writer was concerned about folks despising God. I don't care what you say. There is no error in God. God is perfect in all his ways. Even when it looks like God made a mistake. It's a lie. How many believe there is no failure in God? When God tells you to do something and, and, and you don't even understand why you should do it or, or how it's going to work out if you decide to do it. There's no need in you looking at if God don't know what he talking about and telling you to do it. Because if God tells you to do something, even though you don't see why he's telling you, it's still a purpose in it. Simply because there is no failure in him. I said there is no failure in him. Matter of fact, there is a saying in the church that I agree with. That being God can do anything save fail. How many agree with that? I agree with the statement of the truth that God is flawless. Jesus himself said there's only one that's perfect. And then he pointed out who it was. It's, it's God. I believe that. Do you? Yeah. I believe God is perfect. I believe he is perfect. Now, there have been times to where I said something as if God didn't know what he was doing. There, there have been times to where I, I said something letting God know I didn't like the way he was doing a particular thing. Am I by myself? But even when God does something that we may not like, it's still right. It's still best. You're holding on for us. Even when we don't like it, it's still best for us. When God allows trouble to come your way, it's best for you. When God allows something you love to be taken away from you, it's best for you. Boy, y'all got quiet when I said that. There is no failure in who? There is no failure in who? And I want you to understand that in order for you to receive what the writer said in the latter part of Job 5 and 17. He said, despise not the chastening of the correction of the Almighty, the one that has all power. The Hebrew word Elohim speaks of God's omnipotence. 
speaks of God not having to put a finger on anything but just saying a word and everything that he says, it, it comes into being. Speaks of how God can just say, let it be, and it starts forming into something. The Almighty. But, but, as, but as awesome as God is, in that he not only created everything that we see, he also formed man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and caused him and her to become a living soul. We have the audacity from time to time to look on the very one that created us. And here the writer is telling uh, creatures of God not to despise the one that created them. Woo! Looking down on the one that, that caused you to be clothed in your right mind. Looking down on the one that, that could have allowed you to be shot but move you out the way of the bullet looking down on, on, on the one that could have allowed you to die like the rest of the folks you were used to hanging with just on that day he decided to, to put you in one place but your crew was wiped out but you were spared say to your neighbor ain't nobody like him But often, despite all the wonderful things that God does for us, we end up with an attitude toward him. I thought you loved me, God. Lord, you know I wanted my child to go such and such. I was looking for you to give me the money. Lord, you know the due date was the 15th, and, and I still ain't got the money. What am I going to do? And we blame God about some stuff. But if you'll notice, the writer specifically does not want us to blame or to be upset with God when it comes to him correcting or chastising us. Correction and chastisement here in Job 5 and 17 are synonymous, mean the same thing. To chastise or correct first means to point out errors or faults in order to help you change for the better. See, God will point out your, your sin because he wants you to repent so things can get better in your life. He, he ain't trying to point out your wrong just to expose you, just to make you look bad. See, see God knows something about all of us. As saved as you look this morning, God could 
say something about you that would make you look bad this morning. You like how some of y'all look at me right now? God could say something about you right now. That could just mess your little world up. God could bring out some closet stuff on you right now. So when God points at your error, it's never meant to make you look bad. It's always to help you. Now you have these crazy folk that call themselves prophets. And prophetess that want to make you look bad in front of everybody. God don't do stuff like that. You know, God will expose you. Not the way some folks do. Some, some folk, they just, God showed me you. And you was in all this muddy water. It can't take. Does say God, you need to get. <laughs> you need to come out that muddy water. You playing with sin. God, if He exposes you, it's gonna be for your good. Even when he exposed Israel, it was for their good. But see, the problem with Israel is the same problem some of us have. When God does expose us, we we think God is against us. God ain't against you. If it's anybody on your side, it's God. If it's anybody wants you to do better, if it's anybody wants you to prosper, if it's anybody that wants you to have your heart's desire, if it's anybody that wants you to come up out of the predicament that you're in, it is our God. Say to your neighbor, God wants you to do well. And that's the reason he, he will allow certain things to happen. That's the reason he will chastise you. And yeah, sometimes he'll do it publicly. But it'll always be for your good. If God uses me to, to speak a word that does what the old folks say, step on your toes, it's going to be for your good. That's the reason you don't need to stick your hand and leave and talk about you ain't never come back to the church because you done got mad because you done been exposed. Don't get mad about that. Just hold on. Put your little hand down. Remain in your seat and hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Because God may expose you, but he's going to turn around and he's going to tell you exactly what you need to do. That's what I love about him. Man, if God would not have chastised me, if he would not have corrected me in reference to some things, I would still be messed up. How many God ever corrected you and and it really helped you?
Do you know what the literal meaning of correct or chastise is? If you don't, I'm going to give it to you. This is what it means. To rule completely. To rule completely. And when it comes to that particular definition, you can't help but to think about scriptures like Proverbs 3 and 5, where we are told that we need to acknowledge God in all of our ways so he can direct our path. Don't need to trust in our own heart. Just let him rule your heart, rule your, your mind. Why? For the better. Now, now some folks, you, you don't want them to rule you completely, but God. Imagine if God ruled you completely. All of the benefits going to come your way. Imagine if you really adhere to John 16 and 13, which says that the spirit of truth of God will guide you into all truth. Imagine the benefits that will come your way. And, and, and if, if God is to rule you completely, he's going to have to chastise you. He's going to have to correct you. If God is to cause benefits to come your way, he's going to have to get up in your business. You holding on? He's going to have to tell you to cut some folks loose. He's going to have to tell you to cut some things loose. If he going to get in your business, he's he going to have to tell you to cut some folk and some things loose. You still holding on? He's going to have to tell you to change your attitude about certain things. If he's going to rule you completely. Because most of us, if, if God rules us completely, that, that means we're going to have to have a huge makeover. Woo, good God, I need some help. Just, just look at your neighbor and say, say, would God have, have to work a little bit if he did a makeover on you? Now, y'all deep folks, don't go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 to my, you a new creation. Yeah, I know. But, but, but how much is still old? Because becoming a new creation is what? A process. You, you'll, be, you'll be amazed if folks have been in the church 15 years but still got a nasty attitude. And some of them try to prophesy to you. Now how you going to prophesy to me with your nasty attitude? Now, you run your mouth all the time, but you want me to receive what you, how in the world I'm going to receive what you said, and you gossip all the time. I can't do that. How in the world I'm going to respect you, and you don't even respect yourself? Say your neighbor, God is going to chastise you. 
And when he does, he's doing it for your good. You're just going to have to change some things. And all of us. You can't point your finger at nobody in here. All of us going to have to have something change. Boy, that's good teacher. I got to show you why God chastises. Just a few things. Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 8. At least y'all ain't nobody put their hand up leaving. That's a blessing. Now I want y'all to really watch the wording in Deuteronomy 8. I'm going to read the first five verses. I'm going to exhort a little bit as as I'm reading. Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book in the Bible, right? So you know it's in the front of the Bible. Deuteronomy 8 and 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply. Sound good to me? And go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember That the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. And notice why. To humble you and test you. To allow you to go through some trials or some trouble. To know what was in your heart. Now not for God to know because God is omniscient. He knows everything. But see sometimes we may think more of ourselves than we y'all ain't got quiet on me again sometimes we, we, we think more of ourselves than we like I need to do this three times sometimes we think more of our than we how many have ever been guilty by a show of hands all of us probably. I know. I know what to do. I don't need no manual. I know what to do. Yeah, you know that's the reason you've been trying to fix it for three days. But if you go in there and look in the manual, it'll take you ten minutes to fix it. But notice he, he humbled them because he wanted them to know what was in their what? Heart. He wanted to reveal their feelings, their mindset, their choices, and so forth. And, and so, and so notice what, what happened. He said in the latter part of verse two, whether you would keep his commandments or what? Not. Because the heart was going to reveal whether they were going to do right or not. 
Verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from what? He wanted them to know that. He wanted them to become totally dependent on, on him. And notice as he goes on. Your garments did not wear out. Notice on you. Nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Say to your neighbor, God chastens you by allowing you to go through a state of humility. Allowing you to go through a, a state where you don't have this, that, and the other. They didn't have nothing to eat. And guess who allowed that to happen? God. Didn't have no money. Guess who allowed that to happen? God. Why? Because he won't see what's in your heart. But not only does he want you to see what's in your heart, he, he also wants you to know that you can't just live by what you see. You have to live by the word of God. God will allow you to go through hard times just for you to know it's going to take prayer. It's going to take fasting. It's going to take worshiping him. He, he will, he, he will allow Somebody to treat you real bad just for you not to get too close to certain folk. Say to your neighbor, God would allow you to go through some things. So you will know yourself better than you think you know yourself. You hear me? See, see, because in my history, I thought I was ready for certain things. And God showed me, you ain't ready for this, Walker. I used to cry, oh, Lord, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And the Lord was like, I'm going to have to show this boy that he ain't ready for this. See, see, because sometimes our eyes get too big. We start seeing stuff. And we start desiring what we see. But we ain't ready for that. We ignore scriptures like just be faithful over the little. And then God will cause increase. Or he'll cause more to come. No, we get to see it. Oh, God. Hey, Katashi, send it, Lord. Now you need to kata see hold up. Cause you ain't ready for everything you see. 
And don't get envious just because they have it. Don't, don't get to desire it what somebody else has. They may be ready for that. You ain't ready for that. God wants you to have it, but he, but he got to get you ready before he give it to you. Say to your neighbor, God is a potter. He have to put you on his wheel. Oh God, make me that millionaire. Make me, make me, make. He can't even get you to get a hundred dollars in off. Oh God, if you give me that million, I'll be faithful. Lord, I do. No, you ain't. Because if you're not faithful over little, you're not going to be faithful over much. But if you are faithful over little, God, no, he can trust you with. And so he, he was chasing you by allowing you to just go through things. And, and you hear folks talking about, well, it, it shouldn't have took Israel but three weeks. Look, that ain't, that ain't divine will. That wasn't divine will. God knew what he was doing. God is an architect. God knows exactly what needs to be done in order to design or perfect us in the manner that we need to be perfected. God know what he's doing when, when, when he allows you to go through all the trouble that you're going through. I've had, I've had uh, folk come to me. Pastor, I'm just going through trial after trial after trial. And I, I just can't understand. I've been praying, been fasting. But it seemed like God still ain't moving. But, but, but I, I thought you said you wanted God to makes you into the man or the woman of God that he wanted you to be. I thought you threw up your hand saying, Lord, if you need anybody, here am I. So what you talking about? When you threw your hand up, you were letting God know. You hear me? Say to your neighbor, God will take you through the wilderness. He'll try you for years. Show you what's in your heart. I used to have a vote tell me, I'm with you, Pastor. I'm with you. I'm sticking right here with you, Pastor. When you go, Pastor, I'm going. That lasted three weeks. I ain't gonna be able to go this week, pal. Why? I thought you said, I thought you said two weeks ago you were gonna be right there with me. Why you can't go this week? Y'all ain't ready for this. I got to move on. Let's go to Proverbs. Good God. Let's go to Proverbs, the 10th chapter. Woo, Jesus. If I knew the right song, I might attempt to sing to y'all right now. 
but I ain't going to do that. I'm going to go ahead to my scripture. Proverbs 10. Cheer you up a little bit. The 17th verse, Proverbs 10 and 17. Ready? He who keeps instruction is in the way of what? But he who refuses, help me, goes what? See, you, you don't fight correction. Don't fight it. If the word come and, and it exposes you as being wrong, if you're wrong, you're just what? Wrong. Say to somebody, if you're wrong, you're just wrong. wrong. A- ain't, no get, ain't no need in getting mad. If you're wrong, you're just wrong. If you got folks around you shout, hey, say it. Tell it, preacher. And, and you really don't feel like saying, tell it, say it, because it's tearing you up. You don't, you don't have to say it. And you watch them because when it comes that way, they're going to be mouse quiet too. At least, at least some. The word going to hit everybody. Don't ever think God, if he is the almighty, is not going to send forth a word of correction that's going to bother you. You can't, you can't holler about everything God hits you with. It's something God will, will, will put on you that will cause you to drop your head. Because you, you'll know, good God, he just tear me up. And you'll be thinking, everybody around you know that he tear you up. And sometimes folks don't even know what's going on with you. Because God keeping them from it. But he whipping you at the same time. How many have ever got a good whipping from the Lord? Say to your neighbor, take the whipping. Because if you don't receive correction, you're going to go what? A strike. belong to a church where the preacher only talk about nice stuff or sweet things. I have to be in a place where God going to help me to get better. I want God to correct me. Y'all hold it on. Even though I might not change. I thought I was going to get some amen before I went out. See how I'm waiting? I ain't getting nothing. How many have ever heard a word that you know it was right? But you didn't change. Some of us before we got saved. We knew it was right for us to come to the altar. And when we heard that, we, oh God, I need to be saved. But we didn't do it right then. 
And sometimes God can expose you telling you you need to go to your sister and get it right. And, and you can just be, oh, God, that word for me. But you just, that day you just couldn't go to your sister. We'll leave that alone. Look at this verse though. Look at it again. Before I go further. Proverbs 10 and 17. Y'all know what I'm talking about though. He, latter part, he who refuses correction goes what? I may not do it right then, but I ain't saying, I ain't going to be no fool and say he ain't talking to me. No, I'm going to, Lord, I'm guilty. And I know I got to give it, Lord, give me mercy. I ain't ready to go to her right now because I'm still kind of hot. I just, but help me, God, to get this thing right. Because I know you're talking about me. But some folks, but, but, but some folks to the point to where they just don't want to receive it. If you're wrong, you just, And even when he shows you that you're wrong, you, you, you may not be ready to just get that thing right, right then, but never act as if God ain't right about it. If he right, he... And if you wrong, you just... Don't try to fix it when God doesn't expose you. The only reason I, I know that, I know that it sounds like it for me, but I know my heart. I, no, no, baby. No, you can't fix that. You were exposed. God wanted you to see your mess. And even though you're not ready to do something about it, just receive it. Years before I got saved, I knew I needed to be saved. I was not convinced when they were telling me, look, you all right. Once saved, always say you all right. And I just like, not me. You just don't know the dirt I do when the lights go off. Not me. You don't, you don't know who looking for me. Not, not, I, no, I know I shook the preacher's hand and, and I know y'all told me to give God my heart, but I want you to know I was not right. They tried to convince me I was all right. Cause I was a member of a church. I wasn't right. I was headed straight to hell. I knew I was, I'm going to hell. If I, if I die, I'm going to hell. They can say I'm a member of the church all they want. I'm going to hell because I know I'm practicing this. Y'all quiet over here. Y'all, y'all might not agree with me. I understand. Y'all might not agree with me. I'm just. What a good teacher. Final thing. Proverbs third chapter. Good God. If you're wrong, you're just what? And even if you ain't ready to get it right then, don't reject the chastisement. It's me, Lord. And whatever you do, don't, don't be wrong and do what Judas did. 
when, when Judas found out he was wrong for turning on Jesus, taking that money, Judas threw the money away and then went and hung himself. And you got the, you got some some uh, theologians that that say he showed remorse and he repented and, and he gonna be he he gonna be on the twelfth seat as an apostle. The devil is a lie. If Judas would have threw that money down and went to Jesus and begged for forgiveness and repented, I can see it. But when he threw the money to the ground and went and hung himself, he didn't repent. He did what God said not to do in that he killed himself. When God exposes you, even if you don't get that thing right the day he exposes you, you acknowledge, Lord, I know you're talking to me. And I know this needs to change. God have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. Proverbs 3. Y'all there? Verse 12. For whom the Lord loves, he? For whom the Lord loves, he? For whom the Lord loves, he? Notice, just as a father, the son in whom he what? See, even if you have a parent, if your parent really care about you, your parent going to chastise you. If you just let your children have that way, you're raising a criminal. If you allow your child to have his way, you don't chastise your child, you're raising a criminal. That boy headed to jail. Or that, or that girl headed to jail. Soon or, or to the grave, one or the other. You hear me? If you love your child, you're going to chastise or correct your child. And see, if God didn't love you, he wouldn't chastise you. She's like, some folk get upset when you talk about different things in the Bible. Uh, but let me tell you something. When God brings stuff forth, he's doing it because he loves you. He loves you. And when God loves you, it says about your relationship that he is committed to doing what's best for you. He is committed to making sure you turn out the way he has ordained for you to turn out. That's his love. That's the reason if it takes him allowing you to go through trial after trial to get you to the place you need to be in order to fulfill your purpose, he will allow it. And, and sometimes God allows you to go through some things. You be like, man, God allowed this. Yeah, if, if it's going, if it's going to strengthen the purpose, He allowed it. Man, if you have never read the book of Hosea, go to the book of Hosea. Go up, God, God from Zion, read the book of Hosea. 
God said to Hosea, look, I want you to take a wife. And I don't want you to get no clean, virtuous, homely woman. I want you to go to the corner. I want you to go find a woman that's in, that's in the street, in the dark, in the back of the alley. That's known for prostituting. He found a woman. Y'all hold it on. This what bothered me. Her name was Gomar. Who named that? <laughs> Would you name your daughter Gomar? They're like, Hosea, you couldn't find a, a Susie or a Pearl or something else in the alley. You found a Go Ma. And, and this is what he told He said, I want you to marry her because I want to show Israel something through your marriage. Hosea, you're going to be humiliated because I'm going to allow this woman to be with you one week and the next week she with another man. Then she's going to come back home for two days and she's going to leave you and she's going to go somewhere else with another man for three or four days. Then she's going to come back to you and she's going to have somebody else's baby and, and, and then she's going to wait a minute, then she's going to go right back. Y'all act like I ain't talking Bible. I can tell some of y'all ain't real, Hosea. And Hosea went through all of this. And if you don't call that chastening, you don't call that correction, getting somebody ready for a purpose. And, and one of the, when I first read Hosea, the first thing I said, I pray I'd never be a prophet. If a prophet has to go through such as that. That's the reason when folks tell me God uncalled me to be a prophet or a prophetess, I'd be like, oh, okay. Do not come to me hollering when you get to going through all kind of trouble. Because if you are truly one. You better get ready for a ride. But he allowed him to go through such. But, but get this. He went through it so, so Israel could learn a lesson. And sometimes God will allow you to go through something. In order for others to learn from it. But guess what it's about? Love. Those who God loves, he corrects or chases. I'm going to stop right there. I better stop right there. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. 
please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.